0: Hello everybody. Welcome or welcome back to The Crow. We are your hosts, Anna Barrett
1: and Justin Travis. Thank you for joining us. I'm a senior at Jacksonville State and the sports editor for the Shannon Clear.
0: And I am a junior and the news editor. We wanted to start a podcast to have more of a conversation with our audience. <laughs> Jumping right into the stories from last week, there have been five stories published since the last episode of The Crow.
1: At number one, we have Jacksonville State officially releases 2024 football schedule by me. Less than two months after winning their first FBS bowl game in school history, the Jack State Gamecocks announced their complete football schedule for the upcoming season via a social media post on February 1st. The Gamecocks kick off their fall 2024 campaign at Burgess Snow Field on Saturday, August 31st as they host the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. Jack State will hit the road and travel to Louisville, Kentucky for their highly anticipated matchup against ACC Championship runner-ups and likely top 25 team, the Louisville Cardinals, on Saturday, September 7th. The Gamecocks stay on the road for their next matchup against the Eastern Michigan Eagles on Saturday, September 14th. Jack State will return home on September 21st as they host the Southern Miss Golden Eagles for their homecoming game. Jacksonville State starts their 2024 conference schedule on Friday, October 4th after a short break. The Gamecocks will play in the first of their true conference midweek games on Wednesday, October 9th against the New Mexico State Aggies at Burgess Snowfield. After another break, the Gamecocks will return to action on Wednesday, October 23rd against the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders in Jacksonville. A week later, on Wednesday, October 30th, Jacksonville State will return to Lynchburg, Virginia for a highly anticipated faceoff against the reigning Conference USA champions, the Liberty Flames. On Saturday, November 9th, Jack State is headed to Ruston, Louisiana for their conference game against Louisiana Tech. The Gamecocks get a two-game homestand for the next two weeks hosting the Florida International Panthers on Saturday, November 16th, and then the Sam Houston Bearcats on Saturday, November 23rd. The Jacksonville State Gamecocks will finish their regular season on the road for the fifth straight year as they play the West Kentucky Hilltoppers on Saturday, November 30th in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Official times for these games have yet to be announced. You can read the full article on our website, jsushanticleer.com, or on our app. Gamecocks Take Down the UTEP Miners by Correspondent Jalen Scott. Jacksonville State's women's basketball team beat the University of Texas at El Paso 70-62 on February 1st at Pete Matthews Coliseum for a crucial Conference USA win. Junior forward Maya Barnes greatly contributed to the win for the Gamecocks, knocking down five three-pointers en route to a 21-point performance off the bench. Senior forward Madison McCoy scored the Gamecocks' first seven points of the game and finished the night with 15 points, four steals, and four rebounds. You can read the full story on the Chanticleer website.
0: At number three, we have international students kick off the semester with a bonfire. The international students organization held a bonfire event to kick off their semester. President of the organization, Christina DeSherlia, said, I hope it's a place where international and American students can feel comfortable to come here and just be. It's a small organization that reaches so many people. International and domestic students alike enjoyed this event, like American Coda Cooper. He said, Before I came here, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. Now that I'm here in the International House, I have made lifelong friends, even if they're from other countries. Nepalese freshman Kajol Sharma said the International Student Organization helps with her homesickness. She said, I do not get homesick because I have lots of friends. I think it's a nice state where I can make friends and everyone is so nice. You can find the full article and learn more about the Bonfire event on our website, jsuchanticleer.com, or on our app. At number four, we have a column that came out of the bonfire event. Our features editor, Maddie Reed, wrote her column titled, Our Humanity Needs Some More. After she covered the event at the International House, she realized she had more to say. As journalists, we are told to keep our personal opinion out of articles, but that we can and should include them in column. Maddie took this opportunity to do so and share her disappointment in the humanity of Jacksonville State students. We will talk more on this later in the deep dive, but you can find the full column on our website, jsuchanticleer.com, or on our app. Last but not least, we have Senate Passes Spring Election Bill by one of our correspondents, Jaden Cantrell. This is a bill we've talked about on the last three episodes of The Crow, but as a little refresher, this bill would move up SGA elections before spring break rather than after. Co-author of the bill, Senator Ashlyn Smith, said that this would allow for an easier transition of roles and also allows for a longer training period. Senators also discussed upcoming events on Monday night, which we will discuss more later. You can find the full article on our website or on our app. Moving right along to our sports update for the week, Justin, take it away.
1: On Friday, February 2nd, Jacksonville State's women's tennis team beat Alabama A&M 7-0. Also on Friday, February 2nd, the indoor track and field team competed in the PNC Bellarmine Classic, where three JSU pole vaulters placed in the top five of their respective events. On Saturday, February 3rd, men's tennis beat Incarnate Word 4-0 in Waco, Texas. Women's basketball team also earned a big victory last Saturday as they beat New Mexico State 56-49 at Pete Matthews Coliseum. They have won two straight and are now 8-12 on the season and 3-5 in Conference USA play. Unfortunately, Jacksonville State's men's basketball team lost on Saturday 67-65 to New Mexico State. Now for the deep dive section. Before we start interviewing our journalists for the week, we want to give you a brief overview of them and what they do for us here at the Chanticleer. Maddie Reed is a junior here at Jacksonville State. She is majoring in communication, broadcasting, and minoring in sports management. Maddie is also the features editor for the Chanticleer.
0: So Maddie, how did you get the idea to write your column? So I came
2: up with the idea after talking with the international students for my article on the ISO bonfire. I listened to some of them and they were all just super sweet and had really good and interesting things to say. And I remember reading on Yik Yak all of the horrible things people were saying, and I just needed to get it out, basically. It was kind of like a rant, but professionally.
0: So kind of explain for the audience who may not know, what is Yik Yak?
2: Yik Yak is an anonymous social media app that's kind of a mixture between Twitter and Reddit. Mm. Uh, the update everybody hated, but you can <laughs> you can post pictures and put yourself into communities where you talk about specific things. And it used to be mostly for college campuses.
0: And before the update, it was based on a mile radius before yeah. you could enter communities. So this new like JSU community is a new thing and you can still post in the JSU community when you go home for break or whatever. Tell us more about what inspired you to write it. Like, what were comments that you saw that really made you mad and you wanted to say something about?
2: So, I'm not going to repeat anything that I read on Yik Yak. They were deleted for a reason. They were just horrible, racist things that I didn't know people were willing to say about other people. And when I got to the ISO bonfire, I was talking with Kajal and with another man from nigeria and they both said that they love it here and they just want to talk to people and want to be friends with us and it just hurt my heart so much to know that they just want to be included and people were actively pushing them away from our little community here kajal who i was talking to is a nursing student from nepal and i asked her at the end of the interview, I said, if there's anything you want to know, you want American students to know, what would it be? And she said, talk to us, speak to us, we want to talk to you. And she went on about how she loves American culture, and her favorite American foods, and all kinds of things that she was just so excited to get to experience. It hurt my heart with her the most, because she's from Nepal, and most of the comments on Yik Yak were about Nepalese students in particular.
0: Mm. So I know whenever I conduct interviews, it's kind of hard to not show my face when something surprising is said or I'm just genuinely shocked by something. What was your reaction whenever she said that?
2: Most of the time with features writing, I know it's different than news writing. I've learned that if my face encourages them to keep talking, I'm going to make more human faces so I remember at this point we were both sitting on the ground because she had come down when I fell and I think when she said that she wasn't looking at me but I remember just feeling my heart drop and so I know my face just fell and but as soon as she looked back to me I was smiling and asking her to continue and she just kept going on and I think that if you had looked at me directly, you would have seen that cross my face, but no one other than me and her were there talking, so.
0: So in your column, you talk about how our humanity just needs to be better. In what ways should our humanity be better?
2: I think that in general, as a community at this school, we have a big tendency to outcast people, based on sorority, based on fraternity, based on what sport they play, and if they're an international student. And if you don't fall into one of the categories that people deem, quote unquote, okay, then you're subject to ridicule and hateful comments by people who think they're anonymous. And just because you're anonymous doesn't mean that it's not gonna hurt someone to say that. Mm -hmm. I've been name dropped on Yik Yak. And for like a week, I was terrified. I was like, who hates me? Mm -hmm. So I know in a lesser sense of this, how it feels to be targeted like that Mm -hmm. and to have things negatively said about you. So we as a community need to do better about treating people with respect, no matter who they are, what they look like, where they're from. And respect doesn't mean you have to like them. It just means that you treat them like a human.
0: Mm -hmm. I have seen those comments, and I was talking with my roommates about it, and like that's just awful. Mm -hmm. And there may be reasons why Americans don't talk to international students and why international students don't talk to Americans. Maybe there's a language barrier. I mean, there are times when I'm walking down a sidewalk and – I mean I kind of have to step aside but like that's no big deal, you know? Right. And people making comments about that that's just not okay. We live in a society where it is no longer okay. It has not been okay in decades to be racist. Yeah. And that's what happened. And that's just awful and I hate that it still exists.
2: Yeah, I I wrote in my column I said it's entirely my fault that I don't interact with international students on a even regular basis and you know the getting into interviews is really hard when you're just starting out and I had just gotten to be really good at going up to American students <laughs> but when it came time to walk up to those international students I was like I don't know what's appropriate in mm-hmm. their culture to ask of them yeah and I remember texting my mom when I was done with the interviews, and I was like, Mom, I'm shaking because I'm so scared that I offended one of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I have been in classes with international students. Um, and again, it is my own fault that I'm not friends with any of them. And I don't think it's because they're international. I just don't talk to people. Um, I'm not a very social person, which is weird because I am a journalist. But I, I talked to a student from Venezuela the other day. His name is Gabriel. He's on the golf team. And I was actually talking to him for a story um, that I'm working on. And he was so nice. I told him the article is going to pertain to mental health. And, you know, that's a rather taboo topic. A lot of people don't want to talk about it. And so whenever I told him that, I was kind of expecting like, oh, no, not at all. Like, you can't talk to me. Like, that's something that I don't want to share. Very valid. Would have been fine with that. But I told him that it was about mental health, and he was like, yes, that's perfect. I'll talk to you. Let me know when. Again, it's my own fault that I didn't expect that. And if we all talk to people a little bit more, we're a little more open-minded, that wouldn't be as much of an issue. Yeah. Here at JSU, we have a rather large international student population, especially for where we are in the United States when who is going to choose Jacksonville (laughs) Alabama exactly when you could go literally anywhere else um did you talk to any international students at the bonfire that maybe said why they chose here
2: yes I actually spoke to Kajal and Hussein, who's from Nigeria and they both talked about how wonderful JSU is for international students um Kajal personally said that she had a friend who was planning on studying abroad. She was kind of sort of looking into it. And he told her that JSU has the best opportunities for international students. They have um, honors programs and all these integration things. Mm -hmm. And she told me that JSU is one of the only universities here in the South, as far as I know, That offers international students the opportunity to participate in honor societies. Really? Yes. And Hussein actually talked about how fantastic JSU Riot is Mm. for international students, which I had never thought of.
0: Yeah, that's something that a lot of people complain about.
2: Yeah, but they don't have cars. They may not... Now, obviously, I don't speak two languages, and anyone who can... (laughs) incredible so much respect for them. so much respect <laughs> i've been
0: through like three years in spanish and i probably would offend a spanish-speaking person if i tried to say something
2: <laughs> if i had to learn english i would look at the word yacht and give up yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> but he some even though they know english we're not even fluent in mm-hmm. english so they could look at a a sign on the road or a building and not really know what that says Mm -hmm. but they could tell the jsu app or the jsu driver where they need to go Mm -hmm. and they can take them there so they don't have to rely on the language barrier exactly
0: wow Mm -hmm. that is really cool i never thought that that would be something that would be so helpful considering how many complaints i've heard personally of the jsu ride system Makes me want them to expand it even more.
2: (laughs) I know. Once I heard that, I was like, wow, maybe we need to do some more with that.
0: Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to say about it or about your column, about the ISO bonfire, your interactions with international students, anything like that?
2: The only thing that I would say is that everyone I spoke to was so nice, Mm -hmm. no matter where they were from. They were all happy for me to be there, happy to include me in everything and make sure that I was having a good time, even Mm -hmm. though they knew I was there on work. Yeah. (laughs) They wanted me to have fun. And it's just going there felt like I entered a new world of opportunity that I hadn't seen before. And... It was so interesting just to watch all these different cultures and groups of people interact with each other. And I got there. I got there early. But as people started flooding in, the only thought I had was, wow, this feels like the melting pot America was supposed to be. Uh And it was it was really cool. And people were all talking in their native languages. And it it was so cool.
0: So sounds like it would be very overstimulating for a primarily English speaker like you but I I would have been overwhelmed but I'm so glad that you went and so glad that you got that experience and I really hope that our students will be a little more humane and talk to these students and not exclude them because that I mean like you said America was supposed to be a melting pot right and we have a big part of that here and that is so wonderful and i'm so glad the international is such an amazing and cool program just in principle and i'm so glad that they do these events that it's not just for the international student organization it's for everybody and And we
2: as americans owe so much of our own culture to different countries around the mm -hmm. world very so by excluding other cultures you're excluding part of your own culture that you've created like even southern cuisine and as you know non-people of color specifically tend to be more racist towards people of color Mm -hmm. and so when you target those demographics you just kind of throw out everything that's gone on Mm -hmm. over the years of course
0: talking during our deep dive yeah this was a lot of fun Again, thank you so much to Maddie for coming on the show. The deep dive section is a great time for both of us to learn more from our writers and for you to learn more about the journalistic process. You can find Maddie's column and more from her on our website, jsuchanticleer.com, or on our app. As we wrap up this episode, let's talk about what you can look forward to throughout the week and the next episode. On Thursday, the Financial Aid Office will be hosting another FAFSA day. This time, it'll be in Ayers Hall from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. This is a great opportunity for students who may need help completing the updated FAFSA form. The School of Nursing White Coat Ceremony will be from 3 to 4 p.m. in the Leon Cole Auditorium. That event will be followed by the Nursing Open House from 4.30 to 6 p.m. on the South Campus.
1: men's basketball team will play Sam Houston and Jacksonville at Pete Matthews Coliseum at 6 p.m. Central Time. The women's basketball team will also play on Thursday at Sam Houston at 6.30 p.m. On Friday, indoor track and field will play in Gainesville, Florida for the Florida Invitational. On Friday, the softball team will kick off their preseason in Columbia, South Carolina as they take on Virginia and South Carolina Gamecocks. On Saturday, February 10th, softball continues their preseason play as they take on UNC Greensboro and the South Carolina Gamecocks again. The women's basketball team will play West Kentucky on Saturday at 2 p.m. in Bowling Green, Kentucky. The men's basketball team will play West Kentucky at 4 p.m. inside of Pete Matthews Coliseum on Saturday as well.
0: On Sunday, February 11th, JSU's chapter of the NAACP and the Office of Diversity and Inclusion will host the Take Me to Church event in the Leon Cole Auditorium from 1 to 3 p.m. According to the JSU event calendar, this event is to get into the spirit with uplifting musical performances, guest speakers, and presentations, and there will be food and refreshments served.
1: Also on Sunday, the Rifle team will compete against Murray State. The women's golf team will compete at the Advanced Golf Partners Collegiate in Palm City, Florida. The softball team will complete their preseason play as they face off against UNC Greensboro one more time on Sunday at 10 a.m. The women's tennis team will play North Alabama in Florence, Alabama at 1 p.m. on Sunday. And the men's tennis team will play at Kennesaw State and Kennesaw, Georgia at 2 p.m. On Monday and Tuesday, the women's golf team will continue to compete in the Advanced Golf Partners Collegiate in Palm City, Florida.
0: Also on Tuesday, there will be another FAFSA day in Ayers Hall from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. There will also be a college to career workshop based on social media professionalism from 3 to 4 p.m. in the Houston Cole Library. On Wednesday, February 14th, there will be a career walk-in Wednesday from 8.30 to 4 p.m. in the Houston Cole Library. This is a chance for students to see career advisors with no appointment. Wednesday is also Valentine's Day, so happy Valentine's Day to all who celebrate. Thank you all for listening. Just as a reminder, on top of being able to listen to The Crow on our website, you can also listen wherever you get your podcast. The Crow will also be aired on WLJS 91.9 on Thursday mornings at 9. However, there will not be a Friday airing of The Crow this week. We are your hosts, Anna Barrett
1: and Justin Travis. We will meet you back here next week.